0: An Eichel backhander on goal save. Rebound they score! Harba in front. 7-1 Golden Knights. The party is on in
1: Las Vegas. Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studio and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. What has happened here has been simply incredible. Not only is Vegas a hockey town... It's a championship town. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your home for access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace.
2: Welcome in Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Ryan Wallace hanging out inside the studio. Darren Millard at, at Studio 31. Chris Chapman. Also with me live inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios, Finley Chevrolet on the 215,
3: home of the... Golden Knights mid-training camp break is over. They were back on the ice early this afternoon at City National Arena and just completed that uh, practice, and good vibe out there. Everybody uh, really had some jump into it, a lot of hoots and hollers. It was a, as Ashley Weiss uh, asked... Bruce Cassidy in the availability that play for you in hour number two. It was a fun practice. Players were excited to get there, and there's a light at the end of the tunnel. I'm not saying training camp was dreaded this time around, but off the short summer, uh, getting back into it, it takes a while to get everything back up to speed. And now you can see that there's three games this week, and uh, they can turn the page towards the regular season. Camp is down to a workable number, 26 players uh, remaining in camp, and they can uh, they can really start to fine-tune the details. So they're between uh, what they see in opening night, a week from tomorrow night, and the uh, the ability to have things just pared down uh, to a more intimate uh, group uh, seems to have given everybody a boost.
2: Yeah, I, I think having having uh, the, the finish line in sight is probably another aspect of this too. Like for the Golden Knights, I think everybody everybody's concerned with and focused on October 10th. So the closer we get to that, the closer we get to the end of the preseason, uh, the closer we are to a regular season, and I think that's when everybody – Uh, is really looking forward to and and wanting to get to.
3: Spent a bulk of the weekend uh, just going over different areas of the game league-wide and with the Vegas Golden Knights and uh, breaking down some numbers and leaning on some of my friends at the National Hockey League and uh, NHL stats and uh, really parsing my way through angles that will be... uh, frontline stories in the first couple of weeks so we'll give you a trickle out uh, of, of some of that as we go on uh, through the course of this week but it's Monday it's the opening segment of the week uh, 702-876-1340 this belongs to you so give us a call let us know what you're thinking where you're at halfway through training camp and uh, what you're focused on if anything if it's changed at all. What you're seeing in camp in that battle for the left wing's position with William Carlson. Uh, some of the players that you've watched on the back end and certainly without Zach Whitecloud available for the rest of the preseason. Uh, who you're looking at to possibly fill that uh, that second defenseman spot uh, because the top six moves to seven with Ben Hutton. Who's your uh, pick to be able to to follow up uh, and, and make that season opening roster? 702 1340 and that that left wing position I think has been if anything muddied not necessarily compliment complicated mm-hmm. but muddied a little bit and muddy in a good form in that uh, you've still got uh, a pretty wide open race with three three games to go
2: muddy is uh, probably the best word to describe it because I, I think coming into training camp it, it looked to me, like it was Paul Cotter's job to lose. And I think that there's been a a closing of the gap from Pavel Dorofiev. So kind of going into this final week of the preseason, I I think that uh, it's a toss-up at this point as to which one of those two guys will slot into that role.
3: Uh, Paul's place in the dressing room has changed too. Uh, A bit of tweaking uh, in the room today. He wasn't in his normal spot right by that door Hmm. that takes uh, the players uh, out onto the ice, so uh, he's moving up. Because that that door's kind of like a pain-in-the-butt spot because everybody's coming and going and yeah. if you're doing any availability the uh, players have to walk around you so I, I look at that as a as a promotion on the whole positioning inside the room let's go to the phones uh, line number two right off the bat uh, it's Mike on the VGK insider show on Fox Sports Las Vegas Mike
4: well guys uh, we're all a titter about practice it mm-hmm. was exciting it was upbeat and a good vibe was- right? All well, the spring and the steps of the players, and it didn't matter whether, you'd, whether you whether you're Jonathan though or Brendan Brisson. it was equal, and it was great to see. Uh, but we're all asking the same question: Who goes? Who stays? What are the waiver situations? What's your opinion on all this?
3: Let's get uh, into more specifics because that is a is a very broad. Question that you just laid out there. So uh, I'm not going to go through with 26 players uh, still in camp. I'm not going to go through uh, 26 guys of which 15 of them, 16 of them don't have a chance of going anywhere uh, at all. So uh, give me, uh, give me what you're thinking okay. here.
4: Well, what, what I'm thinking is Brisson has to go down because he's protected.
3: Yes, he does not have to clear waivers claim him. Right.
4: So might as well send him down, get a little more seasoning, and be ready to go. It's obviously. The Dora Feyev uh, and Kumtois situation. Kumtois has played on a top line for a major league team for years. So he's not going to suddenly slot down to the lower part of, a, of an order, but maybe he has no choice. Is that the way you see it or not?
3: Yeah, I don't know whether there's a uh, top six spot here or top nine with with the Vegas Golden Knights, the way they're uh, situated. I still have him sort of in that group with Dorofiev, with Paul Cotter, uh, with uh, Brandon Brisson, who's played very well uh, with Jack Eichel. Uh, The the way it does sort out, though, um, uh, Kamtois, uh, I I don't think we've seen the, the best part of his game. Now, he hasn't played. With a Jack Eichel, with a Jonathan so with an Ivan Barbashev, like Bresson has, uh, so uh, also give that uh, a little bit of uh, a viewpoint when you, when you analyze uh, things. Uh, he's still trying to earn a contract, and that that part uh, is going to need some urgency this week to be more noticeable offensively uh, in the uh, in the entire uh, approach. Does he play all three games? I could see. Max mm-hmm. Comtois playing all three games. Paul Cotter and Pavel Dorofiev uh, just uh, continue to make progress, and uh, we'll see uh, Dorofiev uh, went on the line with William Carlson uh, for Carlson's debut on Friday. Uh, I'm curious to see when Paul Cotter gets to skate with William Carlson and what he does with it. Uh, but uh, but I think both both those players, uh, I think, are on on the season opening roster. Uh, Max Comtois, uh, we'll see whether, because he can still step back and see if there's any offers from uh, other 31 teams, yeah. 30, I guess, because he's not going back to Anaheim. Uh, <laughs> 30 teams yeah. in the National Hockey League, and and if uh, if he decides he wants to stay in Vegas, what kind of deal does he come up with? Does he sign a two way deal, uh, knowing that uh, that there's uh, a little bit of uh, uh, of a logjam on on the uh, on the forward position? So uh, I right now. I'm putting Cotter-Dorofiev uh, in there as status quo, mm-hmm. and ever Brisson uh, go, latches onto this experience and goes down and starts in Henderson, and uh, Comtois may have to uh, uh, settle for a contract that uh, that he was hoping would be a, a one-way deal instead of two. That That's the way I'm forecasting it right now, just from, from my point of view.
4: Okay. Well, that's as good an explanation. Gary certainly talked about it at noon. And uh, we're talking about it upstairs, so we'll see what happens in the next 48 hours. Uh, One thing for sure, we got to go to Montana, and I had to chuckle because the Blackhawks retreat was in Duluth, Minnesota. Where would you rather go?
3: Uh, If I'm with my teammates, I'm fine with anywhere, but... Uh, <laughs> c- certainly, there's uh, there's advantages uh, when you uh, when you play with an organization like the Vegas Golden Knights. Awesome stuff, Mike. Uh, great to be with you. Let's go to line number three, Charlie. You're on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. What do you got?
4: Hello, Darren. Uh, first of all, they still when we're on hold, we can't hear the show. So thank you for that
3: update. There. I really do appreciate that because we have been working on that, and uh, Chris was. Uh, uh, going to look at it today and was going to communicate with the callers, and that was uh, an area of his focus today. So appreciate that, Charlie.
4: Thanks, Charlie. Okay. Quick question in uh, terms of I don't understand what the rules are for waiver or waiver exempt. Like I know that Fief and uh, Cotter would be picked up. Mm-hmm. Brassad can go down. What is the rule? Is it how many times you're brought up and down from the no, age? It, it's your it's
3: your uh, time of service entry level contract. Uh, it's once you get to a certain ex- uh, stage, uh, this is what the NHLPA. This is uh, a big part of of what they've been able to negotiate in over the last uh, number of CBAs is uh, you you can't just be hidden in the minors and uh, be. Uh, uh, down there you have to clear and it used to be recallable waivers charlie uh right. now it's uh, now it's uh, going down uh and and coming up where you're exposed where uh the players have an opportunity to go find get picked up and go find a job somewhere else so uh it's it's time of service uh and and contract status and and uh longevity
4: let's say hypothetically yeah. bruson you know plays for the silver knights and we have an injury he comes up to the golden knights for 20 games then they send him back down again. When does he use up? His it's waiver? it's for the year.
3: Yeah, it's for his for his entry level years uh, contract. He's, yeah, so he's, so he's good.
2: Waivers exempt this year. Okay, well that clears it
4: up. Thank you so much, gentlemen.
3: You're welcome. Good question, and uh, thanks for the update on the. Uh, Call situation when you're on hold waiting to get on the show and you can't hear uh, the program. Now, Stephanie can hear the program because she is live on the air on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Uh, how are you in your assessment of the Vegas Golden Knights halfway through training camp?
5: Uh, I mean, honestly, I think just on in line with everybody else, right? I would say Paul Cotter and um, Pavel Dorfiev are uh, the front runners for it. Um, Comtois hasn't really. Shown that that skill part of his game, I think that he has gone out and been physical, um, which you know you do want to see, and you want to see that you have players that are capable of that. But we haven't seen quite that scoring talent that he particularly had against uh, the Vegas Golden Knights in his <laughs> past. I think um,
3: I, I, I I with everybody else, like in the sense of Paul Cotter and Pavel Dorifiev, haven't done anything. To lose their standing, uh, they haven't been passed by anybody. But there isn't there a party that's that's thinking it's going to happen with Cumberwal like he's going to go out and he's going to have a four point game at some point during these. He's played three or four uh, all, already, and and it's just gonna it's gonna click into gear. Like it it just feels like it it's we're on the precipice of it.
2: I'd like to believe that it will because I I believe in his skill set. I mm-hmm. I just think it. He's running out of runway, right? Like, mm-hmm. he, it's got to happen. It's It's got to come together for Max Comtois this week, or it's going to be a situation that, that I, ideally I don't here's, think he's, here's what why he's looking
3: for. I think that, that it does happen, Stephanie, mm-hmm. and uh, not stealing your time because I'll give you a chance to, uh, to comment on this. Uh, now that you're down to the numbers, 26 uh, players in camp, you're going to have uh, much more of an NHL presence on every line. That, that Bruce Cassidy puts out there. So automatically, Max Comtois is going to be playing with a more National Hockey League caliber players or experienced players out there. So he might just be one of those guys that's, that's more at home in that environment. That's why I think the tide turns towards Comtois uh, this week. Stephanie? I,
5: I, I said something kind of similar. I can't remember whether it was uh, on the Insider Show or one of the post-game shows. But um, I, I feel like coming in, Comtois is feeling similar to Barbashev when he yep. came in. Um, when Barbashev came in, he was a physical presence and a grinder. Um, but then getting with the right line mates and being up with Eichel and um, Marshy, he really, that short scoring touch showed up. And I had said before that I hope that um, Comtois is able to find that and show that off um, So, you know, we might have those, like, flashbacks of uh, when we played the Ducks and we were getting victimized by Comtois, But um, one of the things that actually doesn't have anything to do with with, uh, fighting for that spot, I mean, it does a little bit, but um, I haven't been able to make it down to a practice yet, but I have been watching all of the chatter about it and all the videos they put up, and it just looks like the team is having a lot of fun, um, which, they did last year at practice a lot, too, and I think that's really important. It seems like um, even losing Riley Smith, the, the camaraderie on the team and the the vibe, right, is <laughs> still there, and it's still positive. Um, so I love seeing that going into the season.
3: Great opportunity to promote our number two of this VGK Insider Show. Bruce was asked about that today by Ashley Vice, because the atmosphere was noticeable today uh, for a National Hockey League practice in the middle of training camp. Guys weren't just grinding through it. Now they're coming off a break, so there's going to be a little bit more enthusiasm to get back uh, on the ice and, and a lot of reasons to feel uh, good about uh, where you're going with the uh, light at the end of the tunnel to be able to finish things off and uh in in a week you're going to get your ring you're going to get the banner you're going to launch into a national hockey league season so there's excitement there but uh but bruce made the point like uh what happens first? It's my favorite book. I've, I've mentioned this before. is called Intangibles. If you ever get a chance to, if you like sports books, uh, and this is this is a, a a deep dive on chemistry in in sports. It's m- more about baseball. Uh, but what comes first? Uh, does great team chemistry come first, or does winning come first? And does the chemistry lead to winning? Does the winning lead to chemistry? And Ryan and I have have talked about this. And there's no clear answer on it. Some teams are different. But Bruce does address this about the whole. Uh, uh, chicken or egg uh, <laughs> theory when it comes to winning and team chemistry. And he talks about that. Uh, by the way, I loaned him uh, the intangibles. I don't know whether he's read it yet, but uh, he does have a copy of it. And that's how much I, I think of this book. And it's it's really uh, interesting that you picked up on, on uh, that part of it, uh, Stephanie, uh, as we go through towards the, uh, the lead up to the season. That's Stephanie. Now we go to Stephanie 2. And uh, that's the only way we we keep uh, things sorted out when Chapman is texting us, (laughs) Stephanie. uh, It's, it's got nothing to do with order or uh, any type of uh, uh, rating scale. It's just to, so we know exactly who we're talking to. Now Mm I'm, I'm, lauding this do we go to steph or do we do we have a nickname for you uh that we can we can put into service here because we love your calls and sometimes when it's you guys are back to back like this it's nice to know that uh, that chapman's just not saying trying to remind me that it's stephanie on hold that there's two stephanies
6: um oh goodness you've put me on the spot um it, it's up to you guys i personally don't hate the Stephanie Number Two nickname. No, okay. um, it's like it's like Dr. Seuss. Thing one, thing two. They're both <laughs> adorable. They're both awesome. It's just one is one and one is two. And so. you guys
3: are both adorable, and you guys are both awesome. <laughs> so uh, I love it.
6: Awesome. Um, so I don't know if I have much more to add than what everyone else has already said. I'm just sitting here enjoying the the pregame or the. Um, I'm just enjoying everything, just sitting back here with my popcorn, my margarita, Um, but I did have a question. So in regards to Cotter and Dorofeyev, how much of what they did last season factors into where they play this season?
3: I think it it influences things uh, if there's no separation between the two going into night number one, and that would give, if they're even, that would get Paul caught at the spot. His his, uh, his work last year, name of the cup, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, uh, he would probably get that spot. Uh, but after that, uh, Bruce Bruce will touch on it in our number two. We may not have a winner in this battle
2: mm-hmm.
3: by ne- by next week. It's it's very possible. So I asked him, "Are you comfortable to go by committee?" If that's the way it ends up, and uh, he'll answer, I won't uh, speak for for Bruce on this occasion. I, I do on other spots, but uh, but he will he will address that whether or not uh, the possibility does exist that the organization could go by committee and and where he is in the country. some guys some coaches they just want a guy, and and they'll let them work in and out. Uh, other coaches are fine with committee, and that's a good way to keep people. Uh, you saw that a bit last year. Uh, keep people motivated uh, w- with uh, with the carrot and and be able to to prod them and take them in, put them uh, uh, take them out, put them in, and that kind of stuff. So uh, that that's where I am on that, Stephanie, too.
6: Yeah, I mean, everybody loves to win, and you know what? Who the winners are in this scenario? The fans. Yes, we're loving this. We're it's it's great. I mean, what a wonderful decision to make between two amazing players that. I mean, I'm sure teams would be fighting each other for. And we have our pick of the litter. And I think it's just, it's a fun position to be in. And you, you said Cotter has the edge. I think overall Cotter might have the edge. But has played some good minutes with Carlson. Yeah. He did. But yeah. but I just, so,
3: I just caution everybody. Like, let's see Paul get a rotation there, too. And, oh,
6: no, absolutely. Yeah. And,
3: and uh, and by the end of camp, uh, uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, Stephanie, great stuff, uh, love it. And the, the you said the real winners uh, are are the fans. I'm going to lump Darren Millard into that. Hmm. If if it's uh, we're talking about winners, if there's a competition uh, for that left wing spot, because there's nothing like uh, coming on the air for a pregame show or a VGK Insider show mm-hmm. and having something like that to to wrap your head around, because quite honestly, it, it's all fun uh, and beautiful and uh, serendipitous right now uh, around the Golden Knights to have one or two little battles mm-hmm. or a competition uh, to, to talk about is, uh, just gives us a, a little bit of a nudge uh, of um, enthusiasm when it comes to discussing things on our programs.
2: Well, especially because of, you know, what the Golden Knights have brought back this season, right? Yeah. Like they're running it back essentially the same. And, you know, there's maybe there's two storylines kind of emerging right now. Obviously, Zach Whitecloud, his health, whether or not he'll be ready to go. But the other one is who's playing alongside William Carlson and, and we assume Michael Amadio. So with all that being said, it's it's the it's really the biggest competition in camp right now. And, you know, you've got two guys in Dorofiev and, and Cotter, who I, I think are neck and neck at the moment. You've got Max Comtois, who has to show out this week, and, and that should be really intriguing and interesting to see how he approaches these games and what situations he's going to be put into. And, you know, you, you make a great point in that we've got to see Pavel Dorofiev alongside William Carlson. They had some chemistry from last year. It, it looked like it was there in, in, in flashes at times uh, in the game on Friday. But the fact of the matter is, I expect Paul is going to get a look with William Carlson, too, and you're going to have an even better William Carlson in that spot because the rust is shaken off. So it'll be interesting to see how this competition unfolds over the final three games.
3: I'll give you my thoughts on the top-scoring player without a roster spot in just a little bit, and Brennan Brisson and why his name isn't more involved. But let's get back to the phones. And uh, line number two, it's uh, wide open. So uh, call, give us a shout at 702-876-1340. Line four, we find Rob on the VGK Insider Show. Rob.
7: Hey, guys. How are you doing?
3: Good. We're doing great.
7: I think uh, Dorothea has the edge. I think, one, because he physically resembles Riley Smith. Yeah. Uh, more than Cotter. I mean, I don't know if that matters, but he just does. And I think from playing last year with um, Carlson, I just think that gives him the edge just automatically. Unless, uh, like you said, they put Cotter out there in the next uh, couple games and he really wows them. And speaking of the next games, I got a I got some family in town, and they want to go to one of the games, and I've really paid attention. To preseason hockey so is thursday's game do they really like i know in the nfl you know like they have like the third preseason game is usually closer to a real game is thursday's game going to be closer to a real game you think than tuesday or is thursday they're going to rest the the starters because the season is closer
3: yeah, I would think uh, think that Thursday would be uh, a little bit more of your night. One th- Thursday and Saturday uh, are mixed. Now, I, I've I've watched camps where the last preseason game, like nobody played. There was recalls all <laughs> over the place, and uh, and it was like wow, uh, people. And it was all, always a home game. I was in Toronto uh, for for some of these, and it was uh, it was wild. And you were like. What's going on? So, but I don't think that's the case here. Uh, I think you'll see uh, a lot of national hockey league uh, talent uh, throughout. I don't think you're seeing uh, a mass amount of uh, of recalls. But I would probably go Thursday, uh, Thursday to be more uh, of your uh, NHL uh, opening night lineup, uh, but only by only by a smidge because there's that many uh, that few guys still left in in camp, Rob.
7: Gotcha. So Thursday, you think they'll play? The starters more it'd be better off than Tuesday.
3: Yeah, but but goaltending wise, uh, I think I think you're going to just you're going to see the two goalies for for the final three games and probably a split in there somewhere. Uh, so that, uh, that'll that mean Hill and Thompson, your, your, your 1 and 1A one uh, will both go. So does, does that mean you're seeing a- anything less if you're seeing Logan Thompson, who started last year's uh, season opener and, and went to the All-Star game? I think that's, uh, th- that's a toss-up in that regard. And uh, from a blue line perspective, uh, I anticipate that you'll see some mix of uh, four of the starting uh, seven uh, or six uh, without Zach Whitecloud with Ben Hutton in there. I think you'll see four of the, of the starting six next Tuesday uh, in the lineup uh, in some combination in the next three games. So I, I think the difference, honestly, between Tuesday and, and Thursday will be minimal uh, for, for uh, a, a very knowledgeable hockey fan.
7: Oh, great. All right. Then I'll
3: take them uh, Thursday night. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it'll be awesome. Uh, there's uh, also one note. Uh, Thursday night is going to be a nationally televised game. Hmm. Uh, as TNT comes in, uh, Kenny Albert is going to be doing that call. Had a chance to catch up with Kenny today on a podcast, uh, The Chirp. And he's got a new book out. Uh, so we're chatting about that. But uh, TNT is going to come in. They're going to do a VGK uh, national telecast uh for the Stanley Cup champions, a few days before uh, the banner raising ceremony, so that's how uh, front and center uh, you win a Stanley Cup, you get <laughs> some uh, some pretty uh, incredible exposure around the NHL because of uh, because of the accomplishment. So that'll be neat too.
2: Yeah, and and rightfully so. Um, well done. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be uh, an interesting experience having a national game done during preseason, but that's the perks of being a champion.
3: Uh, a lot of fun. When you look at uh, the last time that we talked, Vegas is in the wind column.
2: Yeah. Well what done. was
3: the difference between then and and now and how much does that go into the uh, good vibes uh, that we've heard uh, we'll explore that but thanks to everybody that called in today Mike, Charlie, Stephanie, Stephanie too and Rob and uh, we'll get back to you next Monday uh, just prior to the season opener Can't, we may have to expand it next Monday too we'll have to talk about that uh, through the course of the week uh, because of what's going to happen with the banner raising ceremony and uh, some news uh, that I'll filter in too uh, throughout the week on the, uh, on the events uh, planned around the VGK opening night and celebrating that Stanley Cup championship. Time for a break and we'll come back with uh, a little bit of news regarding or opinion, observations on Brennan Brisson as we continue with the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Back in Brisson on the right wing. He was taken to the boards by Lamaru. Golden Knights stay on it.
2: Barbashev gave it to the right wing half wall Eichel out to the right point. Hagel on shot. He scores! You know, Barbie was able to make a really good play to me in the middle, and you know, I didn't really have anything, so I kind of tried to, you know, just kill the puck on the on the wall and wait for player uh, Barbie to come, and you know, I gave it to him and gave it to Jack, Jack to Hager, and you know, he let it rip and it went in, so it was definitely a good feeling there.
1: We're back to the Finley Chevrolet Studios and the VGK Insider Show with Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Yeah, I love what you're doing artistically
3: there, but the, but the pause. Between uh, Brian McCormick's call and Brandon Berson, is too long because it freaks me out. It, it makes me think that I'm supposed to be talking, and I start talking. And I and I waited today. I waited and I counted an extra three steamboats after I normally would have talked. Mm. And trying to be patient, and I still couldn't do it. So we we just we just for <laughs> my <laughs> well being. Can we just tighten that up a little bit? See, like, now, artistically, now, I love it. Now and I, that know, I know, know. that I, I know that I was waiting for the for the rejoin, mm-hmm. I knew that that was going to happen because yeah. we had that conversation the other day. We It'll did. always be the rejoin, and I knew it was coming. And I still couldn't <laughs> hold on without without trying to talk.
2: It's that extra beat to get it. It is. The but now that music.
3: now that I know that it drives
0: you nuts. Oh boy. Oh, I'm I'm yeah. so. That's like that's like one of the very few.
2: You cracked. You
0: cracked I, them. I, I g- know. I know. And I'm fully admitting it. Well, I, I'm uncomfortable. I, I I think the second one's a little bit tighter, so so we'll just keep that in mind. Okay. And and know. this
3: isn't just me. This is the uh, positivity alley. <laughs> yeah, we had oh, a big I, conversation I, the I other heard day about this, mm. and that uh, that they felt that uh, that you had uh, gone a little bit too uh, experimental uh, with with your rejoins and dragging them out. Uh, a touch too uh, long. Chapman's so,
2: an artist. It, it, I wouldn't yes. say that, but but no no that, that was I,
3: beautiful. I liked I liked what yeah. you did and the creativity. Well we we've been after you for four years, my four years, and and uh, and you're you you're hitting it here. Wow. Uh, I, I love it. It just just a little bit, just a little bit tighter, and then you're you're right on it. We love what you're doing. Yeah. You
2: just do it a little differently. Just just do well, it. It more like me. what
3: we how we feel. It would be me
0: if I didn't do it differently. I mean that's that's kind of. By the way, I had had a conversation <laughs> with someone from Positivity Alley the other day. Yeah, who was it? I I would say Th- it's there's a- there's four of us. Oh, okay, so, oh, so well, do, and does, it wasn't me. Does Ashley qualify? Is she a, is she in Positivity Alley? Yes, she- of okay. course. Or, she's missed positive. So, so we we determined that you are a you know what disturber.
2: Yeah. Oh, totally. Course. I'm yeah. a
0: picker. I'm a poker. So like we have that drop, and I can't remember who it was that said it about Nick Cousins, but that has now officially become your drop.
2: It was Alec yeah. Martinez? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, you're trying and to. Play you know who? Drop you know though, who asked
3: him You know right. who asked him the question? Was it you? Yeah. Even better.
0: Yeah. It's now officially your drop.
3: We we He's talked right. about whether or not right. he could uh, he could swear. I said uh, we're we're streaming, so go ahead. Yeah. yeah. That was that was uh, Marty and I okay, uh, having good. that conversation. So it comes uh, uh, full circle. Why would you say like Positivity Alley is my group hmm. that I belong to, and you you try to pretend that you're on the inside by saying i spoke with a member of positivity (laughs) alley but i can't i can't reveal well no i I wasn't
0: i wasn't sure if ashley sat in it was if she was in the the because i know it's you gc yeah yeah garrett calloway who who's the fourth india
2: oh yeah
0: the one who the one who you don't share cookies or brownies with
2: wasn't it, it was ice cream, wasn't oh, it?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. It was ice cream that you she don't didn't, share Wallace. with Wallace. He
2: didn't share a brownie with him. Yeah. Wallace and it was the, a big, big issue. It yeah. was. It was a big yeah. issue. I got so, India's
3: side here. Wallace, the, the 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 group is fairly well known. I don't know why yeah. he doesn't know. Uh,
0: um, well, like I, I wasn't sure who it was.
3: and I didn't uh, even know there were only four members. I thought uh, it was like a, a large
0: conglomerate. You, you
2: would think it would have been a larger conglomerate than just yeah. One. Yeah.
3: But well, it's Positivity Alley. Like, do you yeah. think Lawless is getting into Positivity Alley? Maybe. Sometimes. Have you been around Lawless? No. Lawless. Do you think Shane Knighty is getting into positivity alley? Yeah, no. Not a chance. Do you think Gosher... Is is a flag-waving member of Positivity Alley? Actually, Gosher, probably, you, yes. Do you
2: let him play guitar? If no. so, then yes. You, no, you, have to be, you
3: have have to. to gen- You You be. can't just be positive about things that you like. Yeah, you have but to be positive no, about everything. you can be positive so,
2: about the Golden Knights and no. also positive about playing guitar. Listen, it's, and Steve it's, Perry? It would make your meetings a lot more fun.
3: It's uh, it's not a bad thing. Everybody uh, brings different things to the table. Like I love Shane and mm-hmm. his sandpaper. Yeah. Uh, I it makes things more enjoyable and it it keeps me uh, challenges me to to try and and get on the inside and, and make him uh, a happy person. I love sure. that part of yeah. uh, of it. Uh, so it's 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 not a Derogatory comment. It's just uh, where the four of us are positive. We we, there was a time period. Remember COVID and all that uh, way back when the old days, uh, and people were were down. And we made a decision as a group, the four of us, who all sit across from each other, two on one side, two on mm-hmm. the other, that we would be positive no matter what. Now, every now and then, we'll have a, a bitch session, <laughs> and uh, we're, we're all in. Usually, we're, we're aligned on that, but mm-hmm. then it, it, it has to turn uh, positive. Uh, Gary Gary is not a Positivity Alley member because Gary's very focused. Mm-hmm. Gary's on Gary and you got to be positive about other people. No, I'm joking about uh, Gary. Gary was on the radio today. They had a great conversation with uh, Bush Cassidy, and uh, Gary was uh, had, had a conversation. Go on and listen to it. Uh, the 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 podcast, the stream is available. Check it out uh, on the uh, uh, night uh, Nighttime Plus. Uh, that's uh, awesome stuff. And I also want to mention uh, Vegas Thirty Four. Mm-hmm. We've uh, we've done a lot of talk about the television uh, side of things with yes. the, with the transition over to script Sports. This is great news. Uh, we when we started last week with the games on uh, Direct TV, it was Vegas Thirty Four was channel thirty four mm-hmm. on Cox Cable. Uh, Vegas Thirty Four was channel thirty eight. Yes. Well, it changed on the weekend. Yep. That Vegas Thirty Four on Cox Cable is now. Channel thirty four. Yes. So how cool is that from uh the working with our friends over at Cox Cable and it just it just makes everything really simple. And it's not an easy thing to do, like a lot goes into moving channels uh, around. Mm-hmm. But boy, the uh the synergy now and, and they're going, Vegas thirty four. Thirty four. Let's go. And uh, thanks to uh, all of our friends over at Cox Cable for making that work and uh, Scripps Sports and uh, the Vegas Golden Knights for coming together on, on those uh, negotiations.
2: Yeah, it was uh, it was cool to see that information because I had a, uh, I had a read during the pregame show um, that kind of gives it gives you a, a layout of where you can find the Golden Knights games uh, across all the different platforms. Um, and I was able to, uh, to do that one on the fly and, and let everybody know that it was on Channel 34 on Cox, so it's awesome.
3: You can also go to Vegas34.com.
2: Vegas34.com. I like yeah. that.
3: And uh, and check it out, and uh, you can know exactly where everything's located, uh, Nighttime Plus, uh, et cetera. So it's uh, it's an awesome uh, navigating tool, Vegas34.com, uh, or uh, use that, Nighttime Plus. and And the amount of feedback uh, that I'm getting or... I'll be honest, the amount of feedback that I'm not getting Hmm. regarding the transition to script sports on television and uh, nighttime plus and uh, work through the kinks there and uh, things are are going swimmingly. Uh, Vegas uh, 34, uh, the channel, the less you hear is sometimes really good because that means things are working out. And people are finding the channel, and uh, and I've been really happy with the uh, amount of correspondence, or some nights uh, the the amount that uh, that I was expecting and, and wasn't getting, which is is a positive uh, uh, progress in that.
2: No news is good news. Yeah, in positivity. Right about that. Uh, yeah.
3: uh, positivity alley. Let's uh, let's go. Brendan Brisson is feeling it right now. Uh, He played the last couple of games with Jack Eichel. uh, Once on the left side uh, with Eichel and Jonathan Marshall and on Friday night, he was on the right with Eichel and Ivan Mm Barbashev, and He's getting some attention. I was on the Bob McCallum podcast today with John Shannon. Uh, we, we were chatting with Corey Perry actually, uh, and and doing some things uh, with with Corey Perry of the Chicago Blackhawks. That's where he is now. Uh, Connor Bedard's teammate, and uh, we were chatting a little bit about uh, different people that uh, that are grabbing uh, and making noise around the National Hockey League. And Brendan Brisson's name came up there uh, mm-hmm. with with the, those two guys off air, and it uh, it leads to from the outside world. Uh, people are starting to, to to really grab onto this, and I think it's it's a little premature just based on where he is. Second year pro, mm-hmm. uh, uh, he's not going to play with with Eichel during during the regular season. Like he's not bumping the Consmite Trophy winner off that line. And and Ivan Barbashev just signed a five year contract, so so nothing's uh, he's he's not going to push for that spot next Tuesday. Uh, barring injury, uh, on that line. But uh, so I, I just want to, before people get too involved and enamored with with what's happening, he's had a great camp, mm-hmm. and this goes back to the rookie faceoff where he was uh, noticeably. Uh, Uh, at a different pace uh, than a lot of players on the ice uh, during those three games. And he's carried over this camp. He's, he's playing with, uh, with a couple of superstars uh, and he's, he's measured up and has been able to keep up and been able to take advantage of, of those opportunities. So I think it all bodes well uh, for the future and, uh, and it is part of the future. But if, uh, if we tend to love, the the new shiny beautiful effective (laughs) car uh Mm -hmm. that's roaring down the street uh it's just we we need a little bit more time behind the wheel uh with this one and just just let him uh gain some confidence and use this as a as a learning experience so it's not going to happen now we'll see him this year uh i have no doubt that he'll play his first game in the national hockey league this year but uh he's where he is right now is a great opportunity but it's also not an opportunity in a week.
2: Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. I think that this is more about building confidence yep. right now for Brendan Brisson, right? Like you've got a player that you're expecting, you're hoping, right, is going to play in Henderson, and he's going to light it up. He, he's going to bring all of all of what he's learned so far in this training camp, and he's going to kind of put it together in, in the American Hockey League, and he's going to be able to to dominate in the second-year pro. And, and that at that point – after building that confidence when he's called upon to, to come back up to the National Hockey League, because I too believe that he will play his first National Hockey League game this year, that he'll be equal to the task, ready to go, and, and in a role that I think is is defined for him. The, the fact of the matter is, if there was an opening on the top line, it'd be a little bit more realistic in my eyes, but I, I don't think that you're putting Brendan Brisson in into some of the situations that you would ask of a Paul Cotter, or a Pavel Dorofiev playing alongside William Carlson. So with that being said, I'm with you in that I think he's had a tremendous camp. He's made it really interesting. I'm excited to see what more he can do over the next three games, but I don't think Brendan Brisson will be on the opening night roster, and that's just my opinion.
3: Here's a a cool just hypothetical that I'll throw out at you. If for some reason a Barbershop or a can't go, Mm -hmm. and that's the only change— to your uh, 12 forwards up top, would a person get the call-up to go into that spot after what you've seen the last couple of games instead of changing your lines all around and juggling things up? Because if you if you move somebody up, then you ought to plug somebody back in there, and it changes two of your four uh, lines uh, around, or you do a recall... And put somebody in that's that's played and showed very well, uh, with a Jack Eichel and or a Barbashev and Marciasso. Mm-hmm. He he he's been he's been that good that it makes you wonder if that would be if that situation presented itself, be the 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 first reaction that the organization would make.
2: I I think based on what he's been able to do in camp, it, it's certainly the conversation. It, it, you know, it depends, right? Like, is, is Paul Cotter in your lineup on a night-to-night basis and Pavel Dorofiev is your extra? Because in that case, I think you give Dorofiev the first shot since he's practicing with the club. Mm-hmm. But, you know, what What Brendan Bresson's been able to do and the chemistry that, that he's kind of built over the last couple of games with those three players specifically, I, I think that that's going to be a, a really long conversation where before it, it might have been a shorter one. Yeah, something to think about. Yeah, 100%. And pause and
3: options. And we love options and and different avenues uh, to go. And consistency, that's a big thing that Bruce Cassidy and Kelly McCrimmon uh, love to see uh, out of players. This second week of training camp, and it's been a long go for Mm -hmm. Brisson. uh, We we think it's been two weeks of, of main camp. But brisson has been in this thing for a, a, an extra week and uh, and a couple of other games. He played two of the three uh, at the at the rookie faceoff, and coming off at the halfway point, you catch your breath. Sometimes when you catch your breath, uh, it it also knocks a bit of the momentum out of you. Mm-hmm. Let's see how he reacts in, in the next. Uh, couple of games uh, whether he plays all three or whether he plays two of three uh, we'll see how it goes the one timer the other night from Brett Houghton uh, that was not a traditional one time goal mm-hmm. that uh, that he scored on Friday night I like that way more uh, than the goal that he scored isn't that uh, awesome that uh, we're talking about which goals that we like more uh, <laughs> out of a uh, out of a second year pro but but the transition he came late on Wednesday night and uh, and he it was at the end of a shift and uh, and he was doing all the right things and he managed to find a hole on Berube, but the other night was somewhat of a broken play. Mm-hmm. And Howden gets the puck in the middle of the slot and slides it over, and it's like there's no planning there. It's instincts. It's it's only hockey players can do that, uh, be able to know exactly. And this is a uh, Brett Howden with a, a guy he's never played with. Mm-hmm. and they they knew where the situation was developing and and the feed and to be able to fire that thing off that uh off that right side was fantastic i absolutely loved uh, the execution in that uh from from brenner berson and because it wasn't your prototypical one-timer that that we know that he loves that he's so effective at mm-hmm. uh it was just uh reacting to a play and letting it loose that uh that told me he's his instincts Mm -hmm. uh are there and his foot speed uh being able to get to the right spot now that wasn't like a skating thing but it was getting to the right spot and then being ready to to let that thing go uh was was incredibly encouraging
2: yeah it's making a read and making yourself an option right and i I think for brendan he was able to do that so instinctually so quickly and and it you know, once that pass came across, you knew exactly what he was going to do. You you knew exactly where that was going, and he absolutely hammered it. So, um, I, I I'm encouraged by him. I, I I would love to be able to sit here and say that if he scores, he plays three more games, he scores in all three, that he's going to push his way onto the onto the team. I don't think that's going to happen, but no. I'm, I'm excited to see what he's able to do with the runway that he has left. He's the story of camp right now. Yeah, hundred percent.
3: He is that player that uh, that could end up uh, dominating the, the storylines the most and, and production-wise. So we'll uh, we'll keep an eye on that with three games to go past the halfway mark of the NHL preseason. Uh, Tee-up hour number two when we continue. Let you know what, uh, a little bit what to expect from Bruce Cassidy's front on the VGK Insider Show on in Fox Sports Las Vegas.
2: Yeah, so much fun. I mean, all the guys have been so good to me, and, you know, I'm learning a lot and uh, yeah, just, you know, trying to get better every day.
0: Right half wall for Brisson. Center point, Korzak. Korzak a wrist shot. That was blocked. Rebound, Brisson scores. Another broken play. Howden bumped it out for Brendan Brisson. He beats Ingram. It's a power play goal, the Golden Knights have a 2-1 lead.
1: Interact with the guys on X. Follow them at Darren Millard and at Ryan the Hockey Guy. This is the VGK Insider Show. I had some friends in town from Canada this
3: weekend, like four or five people, and then buddy from Australia, and they had a great weekend. Did they? Like between the Strip, the Sphere, VGK, like a Friday night VGK exhibition game. Yeah. They, they had the greatest night. And the Grand Canyon. And then once again, like I said on Friday, yep. we're so lucky to uh, live here. Bruce Cassidy is coming up. Uh, our number two the VGK Insider Show and Fox Sports Las Vegas. Stay with us at center as Eichel lifted a stick. The free puck to Petrangelo in his own zone. Stretch pass. Eichel is in with a cutter. Third man
0: Martinez scores! Alex Martinez,
3: 3-1 Golden Knights.
1: Nobody is ever satisfied with one, so we're back for a second hour of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show.
3: Bennett looking cross-eyed. Stone intercepts. This time he sends it down in a walk and go into the goal! It's a hat-trick! Mark Stone, the captain, makes it
1: 8-3 Golden Knights with six minutes to go in the third period. From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studio and live at LVSportsNetwork.com, here is Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace.
3: Getting into it one-timers news and notes from around the national hockey league
1: still to come on the
3: bgk insider show some camp news some injuries starting to present itself halfway through the exhibition schedule some of those that will be severely debilitating for the affected teams uh, we know about the tampa bay lightning and the goaltending front uh, others uh, with skaters and we're also following Uh, This uh, great game that's happening right now in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Uh,